0: Wandered through quiet lands, felt the first breath of the snow. Searched for the last pigeon, slate gray. I've been told. Stumble. which she crushed in the rush heard it sound
1: Meanwhile, back in the year
0: when you belong to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son. If your pants were under. Cause you were brave for humanity. And so to society. One day you'll wake up. In the present day A million generations Removed from expectations Of of being who you really want to be Skating away Skating away Skating away On the thin ice of a new day Hey So as you push off from the shore, won't you turn your head once more and make your peace with everyone? For those who choose to stay, who will live just one more day to do the things they should have done, and as you cross the wilderness, spending in your emptiness, you feel really you have to. Looking for a sign that the universe on my hands Has written you into the passion play Skate Cross the circle line. Who will the eyes roll greets behind? You're a rabbit on the run. In the silver splendors.
2: That was the third hurrah from 1974's War Child album. We're still deep into two hours of Jethro Tull, the classic years 1970 to 1976, perhaps a little longer. We're going to move into is truly. Truly romantic balladeer folk prog territory. This was Minstrel in the Gallery. This is Old Wind to Valhalla.
1: Wind
0: clatter, flash green bites on an outsized unicorn. Rough shot winging sky blue light. The
1: cold
0: to of God's night
1: angel
0: say Boy, i majesty Those and play King fish on earth. In a cup of silver lake Come let me play with you black certain dancing in all you give. Come um, let me play with you come bless at night. When the bus stop, click shop, window, hee-hee you catch me And doesn't just- With a big street bruise, couldn't shake With a big street bruise, like to take. I'm just a big street. Meal. You're waiting said the big me to Cheap radios, and there's a G, no bed, no bread, no butter on a double yellow line where she can park anytime. Oh, the lady. Some only son's mother, big street casualty. Oh, Mr. Policeman, blue shirt, belly muster. Feet and glass. Father Dutch Romeo to her Juliet Her sleeping drought His poison and regrets No drunken bums allowed The sleep here in the crowded emptiness No offices To a cheap hotel I'll pay the bill and make a well Like hell, you bloody will No do, good, kill. We must teach them to be still And if you think I'm joking I'm just a a one-line joker in a a bubbling bar And it seems that tennis and I'm a one band July the spire on running the baker street The big street view. once met again, girl with a life in her hands, and we lay together on the summer days. sea
1: Ain't
0: the 10
2: That was Summer Day Sands from Minstrel in the Gallery. We have been listening to two hours of Jethro Tull from their peak years of 1970 to 1976. The peak years of Prague Rock, as a matter of fact. Funny how they overlap. My name is Perkins Warbeck XXIII, last in the line of the Plantagenet Dynasty, and the next holder of the English throne. Inshallah. I'm going to be passing this over to Carly at 8 o'clock, and she will be having a wonderful extravaganza with all sorts of zany and wackiness. For your listening pleasure, you have been listening to The Gates of Delirium, two hours of the best of progressive rock and roll from the Western Hemisphere here at MutinyRadio.fm. We are very thankful for your continued support. Mutiny Radio is the beating heart of the Mission District in all ways, politically, economically, culturally, aesthetically, and just in terms of sheer badassery. Mutiny Radio. Love it and donate. Thank you very much.
3: What's up everybody, yeah, uh. yeah, uh. welcome to Cookie Monsters Podcast, baby, this Eric Island, the one and only, aka Deacon of Sneaking, aka the food with all the tools, the flavor you savor, giving game to all my friends and neighbors, man, welcome to the world premiere of Cookie Monsters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We in the building broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio FM down in San Francisco, California, man. I'm glad all of y'all are tapping in with me today. man. we got a live show, man. We're going to be here for a quick minute. Just c- c- catching in on the ones and twos, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of tapping in with the people. So for those of you guys who don't know, Oh, Cookie Monster's uh, concept comes from uh, basically giving love. To our women, we're going to be talking about sex and relationships. Um, there's no way in any way to demean or degrade any women. It's really just to uh, uplift and motivate and give you guys all the power and respect that we know you are about. Now, in the building today, man, we got a special guest in the building, uh, Miss Pam Benjamin. She's running the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival down here in San Francisco, California. Uh, she's going to tap in with us for a little bit. Is there anything that's off limits that we can't talk about?
4: No. And on Mutiny Radio, you can F-bomb and you can say anything you want. Oh,
3: man. We're about to get into some real stuff, dude. We're about to get into some real stuff. So uh, my whole premise uh, when we first started this podcast was really just to uh, shine light on women. So before I get off into that, I want to uh, just give you a minute to kind of give my viewers uh, some background on yourself, how you got into the comedy game, and how this Mutiny uh, radio festival came to life
4: well first I have to tell you I have a cookie tattoo
3: hey yes I did not know that Okay. so uh,
4: clearly we're kindred spirits i love cookies uh, and I like the euphemism I like the metaphor for women's girly parts I think that's really nice <laughs> I have a tasty cookie hey uh, um, mutiny radio has been in existence since 2011 I took over as the director in 2013 And I did the first comedy festival in 2016. So this is the sixth year. And even in 2020, my festival used to be in March. So it was always like the 1st through the 5th or the 1st through the 7th of March. And so we had the 2020 festival right before COVID hit. Oh, wow. So there were a bunch of comics here, and we were doing everything, and it was super fun. And then COVID shut down, and it was like, ah, but I got to do my festival. So I didn't have to take a year off, which made me really happy and excited. So uh sixth annual mutiny radio comedy festival we've got 75 comics six venues 24 shows all these master classes and podcasts and it's just been great to get to know a bunch of different comics from all over the united states and for them to get to know each other because whenever we go wherever you know now we have connections and so i think that's important in comedy and like providing those kind of first connections for people to right start doing more traveling and
3: most definitely. Yeah.
4: Do more festivals. Have somewhere to stay, a couch to crash on, etc. That cetera, part, et
3: man. That's, I- that's important. That's important. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing comedy yourself and what was your.
4: 10 plus years. I started, my first set was July 17th, 2011. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: what What made you migrate that way? I mean.
4: Well, I have an MFA in poetry, so I come from a poetry background. Okay. And I love poetry, just didn't have enough stage time. So. I stopped. It really. It was really what it was because I love performing so much, and I used to be a dancer, and I was an actor, all these things, right? And so I love stage time, and with poetry, and I love expressing myself, and I loved poetry because it was like i hey, my heart and stairs and such, and I <laughs> my work. I'm so pretentious. I'm so smart, yeah. and that's so clever, and all that. But audiences don't necessarily want to listen to like poems about my third abortion, but. My jokes about my third abortion are hilarious. (laughs) Like, they're super (laughs) hilarious. And I've only had two abortions. The third is just for comic effect. (laughs) So, but yeah, I've been doing it for over 10 years now. And I love, I mean, I love stand-up comedy so much.
3: Man, that is interesting. (laughs) And we are kind of like Kendra Spears because I migrated into comedy um, through the theater as well. Oh, cool. And I got off into theater really late in life, just fell in love with it, got the bug, and just like I couldn't stay off of stage. But then it's so heartbreaking when you go to these auditions and you're like, I oh, know I got this part, I killed it in the audition, and then you don't get picked. Right. And so, a lot of times I would finish up shows and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And so, comedy gave me an opportunity to get on stage and kind of keep that effect of being able to entertain and put smiles on people's faces. So, uh, that's definitely one of the things that we do have in comedy.
4: And theater's terrible because you get cast, but then you have to do all this work and rehearsal and memorizing and blocking, and costumes and Sets, props, blah, 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 I used to own a theater company, too, oh my God. years and years ago. And so you do all of this work, and then you have, like, four shows a week for <laughs> four weeks, and that's it. You become, like, best friends with these people that you bond with, and you have this right. project together. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. it's gone. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Where did my friend group go? When is my next show happening? But as a producer of uh, theater, it was, it was awful. There's so many... Just the prop sets, costumes, all that. But that's why I love radio, and that's why I love stand-up. Is you provide your own costume. Right. All it is is a microphone. The set is already there for you. Right. So, it's, and you get to write your own script. So it was the same. It like it hits all my buttons where it's like, I love being on stage. I just all that work was right. just like.
3: <laughs> and it's it's brutal it's brutal on relationships oh because yeah. people who are not from that world don't really understand the much time that you have to invest in you know getting up there and putting on a good show because yeah. none of us want to get up there and make an ass of ourselves you know you want to yeah. have your lines memorized you want to be able to emote yeah and people that don't come from that world i've lost uh so many lady friends because like, you don't have time for me and i'm like you don't get it you know what i'm saying it's like there's a lot of time that goes into it besides just being up on that stage, so yeah, most um, definitely.
4: Uh, well, every relationship I've ever had has been completely destroyed by comedy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I don't, I, I realize that at this festival time, you know, I'm trying to sell tickets and do all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't have any friends right that aren't comedians, and sometimes I don't even consider comedians my friends. I think that I think they're friends, and then they're just acquaintances, and then my heart gets broken because I feel like we're supposed to be friends, and then I, you know, but we're not. We are just all happen to be in the same place at the same time. So I've learned a lot of lessons, though, about people and how much to trust people and how much not to trust people. But that's the beauty of stand-up, it's just you. So the only person you have to trust is yourself.
3: Right, I mean, it's like being a boxer in the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. but it is a brutal, uh, wide-awakening fact when you find out somebody you think is your friend is really just your acquaintance. Yeah. oh man, it is heartbreaking. I, I've been in I've actually been dealing with that quite a bit lately because even though I'm kind of to myself and I can gravitate and do a lot of things on my own, I like being part of a team. Uh. And so, you know, I'm kinda loyal to the soil type of person. So once I dig in, I'm like you my people. Right. I expect the same energy in return. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you don't get that, it can be a little bit disheartening. Yeah. So we to tap in, man. We're gonna go mm. ahead and get this thing going, man. We got some uh interesting questions that I have put out awesome. to the uh, viewership, and I got some interesting responses, so um, we go tap in and just let you uh, answer these questions, cool. and I'm going to answer them with you, and then we'll check in with the viewership and um, see what they had to say about it. Fantastic. Um, so the first question is, what's the oldest age that have a threesome, why?
4: What's the oldest age? I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put a cap on that. Why would anybody put a cap on a threesome? On a threesome. I think that eighty year olds should be able to fuck. I there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Like if I'm if I'm if eighty years old I reach and in a group home of old people I am, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be the sexiest bitch on the motherfucking block. Right. Like, right? <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna of course i threesomes. Why 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 stop it at three? Why not five? Like why old people orgies? Like what else are you gonna do when you're old? Drink and fuck? I'm like what that. else do you have? Drugs? I,
3: I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to be the old dude at the nursing home that's really still trying to get it on. If I can get yeah. it up, I'm trying to get it on. Well,
4: there's Viagra for that. You're fine. And you know what, guys? Like you can you, you your hands. You can <laughs> there's all kinds of things you can use if it doesn't, you know, if it's not performing. You know. I think the
3: question really came up because what I have found is that there's an interesting question that happens when you get to a certain, I'm 40 plus. Mm, And so when you get to dating you have these questions and things, I've watched a lot of reality TV. And so I see on reality TV, a lot of these couples who are like, as they quote unquote gay for the weekend, Uh, they bring other people into their relationships. And I always wonder how that worked in the real world, so to speak. And a lot of ladies that I talk to is like, Oh, I did that in college or, Oh, you know, I'm past that. Um, You know, I'm not into it. And so, Mm. Uh, That's where the question was come from. Like, is there an age limit to having threesomes? Because a lot of the people I ran into always seemed like either they had did it or they just weren't interested. So
4: I would say that it also depends if you're in a if you're in a relationship or not. Like if you're just a person and you're a free agent, yeah, threesomes all forever. But if I was like in a married if I was like married or something lame like that, then I might be like, well, you know, I'm an adult and there's a cap on that or whatever or But then I wouldn't. I'd be like, let's fucking take some MDMA and see what happens with, you know, fucking Cindy.
3: (laughs) I believe that, though. I mean, there are a lot of people that have that same sentiment. Um, I haven't ran into a lot, but I've seen and talked to a lot of people who feel like, hey, man, more the merrier. uh, Life is about the spice of life and being able to have fun Mm and do all those things. Yeah. I'm most definitely about it. Now, I had a uh, comment from one of our, our viewers. And I'm trying to pull it up so that I can uh, share that with you guys. They were. Sentiment from two of the viewers were like there wasn't an age limit on, um, but they just weren't interested in it. Oh, and and I think there's some trust issues and things of that nature that was going on, so um, that never happened.
4: Well, I I mean, a couple it was a couple weeks ago, but I had like a I, I guess it would be a foursome, but it was a gay guy, it was a gay guy, a bi guy, and a straight guy, and me. And we all were pretty wasted, and we had a really fun night. And I, I was, because it was funny, because my gay buddy, he was trying to hit on the bi guy, and then it all just sort of happened at once. And I was like, "All right, this is happening," and it was really fun. I had a really good time.
3: <laughs> well, one of my queer guests, uh, he he wrote in and he said, um, "The oldest it is for you to do a threesome is when you can't thrust." Or get fucked without throwing out a hip or breaking a bone. So <laughs> I, I think that's a good. There's good
4: pillows. There's there's <laughs> there's straps. There's sex swings. There's all kinds of. Not that I've used any of these things. I'm I'm actually I'm quite vanilla. <laughs>
3: so the next question is: uh, Is polyamorous the new trend? And would you be in a polyamorous relationship?
4: You know, I would be into polyamory as long as I could be like the queen bee. Like if if I was. If everybody was trying to, like, I just, I, my feelings could potentially get hurt if I was, like, I feel like, I mean, I could have 12 boyfriends. Gotcha. But I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be super happy about them having other girlfriends. But so that's just because I'm a total narcissist and, you know.
3: So your JJ is the only J they should want.
4: No, that's not what I'm saying. It's more like, and it isn't the sex either, honestly. It's more of like the emotional connection. I'm like I'm like an emotional connection junkie. I mean, I was a fucking poet, for God's sake. Like, I love feelings, and I love that feeling of, like, being wanted or being interesting or people, like, you know, people being into me. I fucking love that shit. So to kind of get that from multiple, it would be a total, it would be a dream to have that from multiple sources. I don't have that from any any sources right now so (laughs) to have it from like lots of them would be like whoa you know people trying to woo me or bring me gifts or just be really nice to me or you know try to I I don't know
3: when I first heard of polyamory and I was trying to really get into you know what it was all about I thought it was just a slick way that white folks could have orgies and get away with it (laughs) and once I kind of got off into like what the definition of it was and Uh, You know, people having consensual, you know, relationships and stuff. You know, there's a lot of trust and things that have to go on into it. I don't know if I can necessarily do it, and it's not even an ego thing. It's just most of the sisters I know, they ain't going for that shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It ain't
4: happening. You know what I'm saying? You're right. It is a lot of trust stuff, and there's also a lot of, like, are you using condoms with your other partners? Are you getting tested regularly, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, I've, I've never, well, I have a joke where I say, oh, I, when I was married, I got my first STD, sexually transmitted debt.
2: But <laughs> I, I
4: actually have never, I've, I mean, I've never had an STD at all. And I'm 47 right years old. Right on. So I've, you know, I've kept it clean, up to, I guess, up to this point. I mean, that's one of the, so this will get a little deep. I, I'm very, my ex-husband, um, I was married for a while, and my ex-husband was African-American. And he never went down on me at all, and it just wasn't something that he did, and what? it just wasn't something that is it Jamaican? Went. No, no, from uh, he's from LA-ish area. Tragedy. But anyways, so he never did that, so it was just never part of our thing, and it just still isn't. But that's great because herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, <laughs> location. So if somebody actually had a cold sore and I didn't recognize it, and they went down on me, they could absolutely give me give my my pristine, gorgeous vagina herpes right. and so it's tragic but i've lived 47 years without it so i feel like girl you know like i fucking yeah i got it. my it's, it's all nice and clean i don't want to give it any chlamydia or gonorrhea chlamydia is not a flower
3: right right <laughs> if they broke let's not fix it that part is anal taboo
4: i mean do you enjoy anal play or penetration i don't ever want anything as large as a man's penis in my butt but yeah. i don't mind a little finger now and then And that's fine. But, I no, I think that a lot of times, like, straight-up anal with women is more of, like, a power thing. And so it isn't – because there's not a lot – like, it's very pleasurable to, like, you know, a little pinky is fine. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But, oh, my God, dicks are so big for that tiny little hole. (laughs) Like, so I'm just not – It's and and there's also, like – I understand with men, like, like, anal sex, go, go, go. Have fun. You have a prostate. There's a thing that can happen. It can be totally – Pleasurable and wonderful experience for you. But for me, I have a really nice, like, moist hole in the front that's easy easy entry. And um, so I don't understand why we'd want to go the other direction, if it's about my pleasure.
3: Right, right. right. Okay. So one of our viewers, they wrote in, and um, (laughs) they spoke about the polyamorous trend. And they said, for a lot of people, it is a trend. But for many others, it's really the best way for them to be in a relationship and get their needs met. I personally cannot do it. It would be too much to manage all those different relationships. However, I would be open to an open relationship where we can sleep with other people, just no strings.
4: You know, that's the difference. I don't like to sleep with people unless there's strings attached. Mm. Like, I just don't see the point anymore. I don't see the point of just sleeping around. Like, if it's fun, like the other night. Well, the other night when I had my crazy little orgy with the boys, that was super fun. And... But that was like, that was just like I'm playing. I'm having fun. It, that was different, right? But and that's unusual for me. That was like a weird, weird night. I was I was overreacting to some other issues. So I when I when when things upset me in one realm of my life, I often act out in other ways. So I just was acting out that night, and I get that. But like, I like to actually have sex with people that like me because they then they want to please me, and then I have connection with them, and I. And i like to, I don't, I mean, I'd want to do it again if it's good. I don't want to, like, and then if you've done it with somebody a couple times, like, you're obviously building a relationship of some kind, and there's already going to be strings attached. Right. So, I mean, like, a one-night stand or a super fun time, like, I get that. But then, you know, I don't know. Then it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like, like, attuning to my needs, a lot of that is, like, emotional shit. Like, I've got a lot, like, I require a lot of attention. So...
3: That's that's not unusual. A lot of women (laughs) require a lot of attention. Uh, A lot of us brothers, a lot of us men have recognized that women need um, a lot of attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. I made you guys that way, or the creator, whoever you subscribe to, uh, made it that way. So um, I can see that, you know. uh, Those are
4: my needs. Like if you're saying in those polyamorous relationships that it's a way to get your needs met, well, maybe it's impossible for one man to fulfill all my needs. And I might require multiple partners, to, for like intellectual stimulation, for right. creative stimulation, for sexual stimulation, for you know. Yeah, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Some people
3: just like to fuck, and you know that's <laughs> yeah, just um, their thing, and you know anywhere way they can get it, that's what's going on. So um, there's layers to it, but yeah. we thought we would throw the question out there and see well what type good. of responses we got. Um, I always I gotta chime in with my guy because he is funny as hell. Uh, ain't no taboo He said Motherfucker I am a black gay bottom If you are not trying To put your dick in my ass We are not having sex Period <laughs> <laughs> So I guess
4: that answers That question um, Well but that's the thing Is that there's also So much communication In that statement But that When you're gay You say you're a bottom And everyone And then you, there's Communication is there You know what's going on Right You're a catch You're top You're a bottom and, and But they don't We don't I don't think that like gender straight people have those kinds of conversations like, nah,
3: I, I can't say that it's not a, a normal conversation that happened. Now I have, uh, entertained uh, ladies through anal who really just asked me to do it and they just love it. There you go. Um, I've never personally, uh, liked anal play. Uh, I've had some women try some things before and, uh, it didn't do anything good for me. Now, you know, when there is communication as far as you trying to establish a relationship and conversation is going on, um, you know, I'm open to trying something. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But when it tried for me, I didn't do nothing for me. Gotcha. You know? So sure. I was like, eh, that's not my cup of tea. Sure. But um, I have had women who prefer. Interesting. You know, that uh, anal goes down more so than uh, their vagina. Huh. You know? So it's a strange world. We meet different people.
4: Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, whatever people want to do, I don't care what they're, you know, you want to do a handstand, whatever, do some gymnastics. like That part. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want. Do whatever you want in your – whatever turns you on, baby doll. Like, it's fine. Do you still
3: believe in the sanctity of marriage? you think that's a thing still for people?
4: Um, So I believe in – own, I have per- personal integrity in that I never, I never cheated on my, on my ex-husband. I, I did not do that. Even with I'm not going down on you, you just never. No, I never cheated on him. Wow. And but I had a relationship for, for six years, almost seven years, that ended right before COVID, and, I, broke up with him specifically because I did not want to cheat on him, and I told him that too. I said, hey, I'm having feelings for another person, and I need to not do this anymore because I don't think it's fair to you for me to. I'm not and I'm not going to do something where I and and nothing ever even came of that nothing even happened but I'm really glad that I kept my personal integrity rather than cause I could have cheated I could have had a one night stand with this kid right but I I didn't because I didn't want to cheat because that's my integrity
3: Do you think you're rare in that in that yeah, sense absolutely. because
4: Yeah, people aren't people aren't honest. I try to be really really honest and um and I don't think other people are. I think people just say whatever to get whatever they that it and I it's fine and I don't put I'm not trying to hold anyone else to a higher standard. I just have a very high standard of myself of, of honesty and um, of if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And right. I don't back down from that. So when I was married, I was, a good, I was a good wife. I can believe that. You know, for me, I
3: always said, I mean, I'm an Aries. I'm straight to the point. Um, I don't mind telling you like it is. But I do have a hard time hurting people's feelings. And so I think that's been one of the issues with a lot of people that I talk to when we have this conversation is not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings that they're just not meeting your needs, you know, and they might be out. good people, they might be great people. Uh, but when it comes to the intimacy part of the relationship or just in those needs met, sure. they're not striking that match for you. Right.
4: And then you just got to be honest and, Move on or or change the nature of the relationship, you know that's that happens too. Makes sense to me. Makes I, sense to me. I'm finally friends with. I'm friends with all my ex-boyfriends now. Um, I'm cordial with my ex-husband. We just don't have any reason to talk anymore. But um, if you did, i we'd be we'd be fine in the same room together. But I have I have ex-boyfriends that I'm like, legitimately consider like really really incredibly good friends of mine. Okay. So We just don't have sex anymore. That,
3: I, mean, I still love hanging out with them. That's actually a great segue. Uh, one of my other questions was, "Would you ever date an ex and why?" And, and, and so, absolutely, that's good, good information. Some people um, wrote in that you know they wouldn't uh, date an ex just depending on how the relationship ended mm. and you know what the status was. Um, if they had actually done the work on themselves and you know things were different because they realized people grow and change sure. and whatnot. Um, I've I was married before and divorced. Uh, me and my ex, we had a, a rough breakup and for a while we were not even speaking to oh. each other. Um, but things, you know, after time has gotten better. And I consider them one of my best friends You know, oh, that's saying to this day. Uh, we can actually talk about a lot of things where once before we couldn't. And ironically, we have even better conversations now than we did when we were together. So yeah. um, I think it is possible to date an ex. I think that is something that's. I guess there's a saying saying sometimes it's better to deal with the devil, you know, than the. sure.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> so I think that's possible. Um, OK. I think this is one for the for the ladies. Um, and You may have already answered this already. Uh, would you have a man for pleasure and then a different man for security?
4: Um, I don't need any man for security ever. I can totally I'm a feminist. I can do it on my own. I don't need any help from any man. I didn't even take any alimony or palimony from my ex-husband. I took no money from him. I gave him the house. I didn't take any. I took nothing that wasn't mine that I didn't earn from before. Um, I don't I don't need I to say to ask a man for security what to, to be my bouncer. Uh, what do you mean? Like to, to pay for me? I've never had I've never even dated because I feel uncomfortable with men paying for me in any way. I don't need any help from any man ever. In fact, I'll buy them drinks. I'll take them out. I don't I I believe in like pure equality and that's what puts women behind. Is when we say that we need men for for anything, really, but specifically for security. What for, like financial security? Please, like, I know women make eighty cents on the dollar, but I'm not. I don't. I would never need a man for security.
3: I hear you. We need more of y'all up in Portland. <laughs> you got some friends, y'all need. I'll get you an airplane <laughs> ticket or something. You buying drinks
4: and doing all that? No, I'm just saying I don't. I would never. It would make me feel uncomfortable for a man to pay for me because then I would feel – or to take care of me because then I would feel indebted to them. I would feel like I have to – I would feel a prostitution sort of thing where I have to service them. I have to do certain things for them because they are providing for me in a way that I can't for myself. So I I believe in like 100% autonomy as a person. Otherwise, it's codependency, and I already did that with my ex-husband. No, I don't want to be codependent on anybody ever again for anything, even emotionally.
3: I can totally respect that. Um, I think the pandemic really kind of put some things around for people. I've seen uh, relationships now or people that are coexisting uh, together because of those things, Uh, because that security blanket was taken away, jobs were taken away, uh, homes were taken away. And so I've seen people actually just, quite frankly, using each other. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that dynamic now exists a little bit more prevalent than maybe it was before uh, when a lot of people's securities – taken away so that's where that question was, was pulled from but I totally can respect where you're coming from you're an independent woman mm-hmm. who can get things done on her own yeah. and really respects the idea of hey I bring something to the table I don't need you to you know front my whole existence Never. type of thing
4: that's, I can't that, that, that's even, that that's even a social an idea that exists in society makes me very very sad or that it's anything that we promote right uh, we, we have like
3: yeah, we, we getting, quickly, we're getting yeah. close to cool, the end cool, of time, cool, man. We're yeah. just we're premiere cookie time, monsters, man. This is just going by so good.
4: I didn't mean to to get kind of triggered by that, but that's, like, one of my, like, whole feminist itch. I think that, I think that women are bad feminists when they want it both ways. When right. they want men to take care of them, but then they also want autonomy. You either gotcha. get one or the other.
3: Yeah, I mean, even the whole dating thing as far as, you know, who pays. And, you know, I'm old-fashioned to the sense that I was raised to – you know, treat women and, you know, pay for the meals. And then I was thinking, like, a lot of times women are just dating men because they know they're going to pay. It's a free meal. They're not really interested in in the guy. And then, you know, it's like you work hard for your money, you know, and it's like, hey, let's do this Dutch thing. You know, if you feel something later on, then we can get to it. (laughs) So I want to get to one last question before we have to wrap it up for this time. Uh, the guys, the show will be going on a little change. They're going to be bringing in some co-hosts uh, when we get back to Portland. Uh, shout out to uh, Lorraine, uh, Miss Lolo, and uh, my boy Ike Chambers, uh, Mr. Ikey. Um, they're going to be co-hosting with me, so we're going to be going through some uh, some uh, changes on the show and uh, making sure we keep it live and fresh. Uh, I think the last question is just one of those cheesy questions that we always ask. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a celebrity you could freak, who would it be? Keanu
4: Reeves. Keanu. Tell and, and me why I don't even have to tell you why. I'm just curious. Okay, okay. So for for the first reason, his girlfriend or wife—I don't think they're married yet. She's a regular lady. She has like regular hair that she hasn't dyed. She's like she's Keanu age's age, Keanu Reeves's age, which I think is—he's like a real guy. Also, he's in a band, which is super cool. And like, oh my god, he's so hot, fucking hot. He's half Japanese. Did you know that? He's, and he have he's, in the, he's in the Matrix, for God's sake. He's the hottest guy. He's, like, tall and, like, lanky, and he, like, hits things. He's great, and he knows. I know
3: kung fu. I mean, I'm not hating on your ass. I know Keanu is one of those guys that a lot of women love. I mean, he has that look. He has that Or Brad Pitt.
4: Brad Pitt, too. Okay. And Brad Pitt now. Like, Brad Pitt, 50-year-old Brad Pitt. He's fucking hot as fuck. Yeah, Brad can still get it from that, a lot of women um, today. That I, Once I Upon a Time it. in Hollywood movie, the entire movie was so that I could see <laughs> him without his shirt on on that fucking roof. It was gorgeous. I was like, the entire movie was built so you could see Brad Pitt without his clothes on. Hell
3: that was you it. You are fucking awesome. You know Keanu. what I'm saying? And with a name like Keanu, I mean, shit. Yeah. You're going to get laid. That's the way it goes. Listen guys, man, my name is Eric Island, man. You guys just tapped into the first world premiere of Cookie Monsters, man. We're gonna be getting this recorded and sent out to you guys all over the world. So you guys tap back in with us next time, man. Into the meantime, be safe. Lick some coochie, but make sure it's clean, baby. We <laughs> out.
5: Oh yes. That Let's is- do it fucking ready? I, I can't hear my voice. I hear his voice.
6: I can hear yours through mine. You hear mine? Yeah. Okay,
5: that's perfect, though. I don't need to hear mine.
6: Oh, here it is. The
5: dentists are just liberal propaganda.
6: Are you telling me a fact right now? I'm telling you a 100% fact. You hear the news? <laughs> like
5: an adult podcast. <laughs> you hear the news? like an adult podcast. <laughs>
6: Handsome, tall, athletic. Two slobs just <laughs> getting it on, dude. Being so bad that even your parents can't stay together.
5: 690 pages of just 69ing on a beanbag check.
1: <laughs>
6: smack smack like a fucking frog.
5: Hell yes. Hello, Mutiny Radio Fan!
6: Good morning, San Francisco. This is
5: Vietnam.
6: <laughs> Welcome to Vietnam, baby. At
5: we are the Like an Adult Podcast. Chris, do you feel the fucking energy in this room
6: right now? Oh, it's 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 palpable.
5: I I, I feel like there's a like a like a bobcat that's all tied up in like a saran wrap.
6: Oh, yeah. and we're just and we're just hoping he doesn't get out. Oh, and he's
5: getting close.
6: Yeah, he's just starting to tear on that saran wrap. Okay. There's
5: there's fear in my chest. There's mm-hmm. passion. There's love. There's sadness. Uh, who put that bobcat in that saran wrap? I don't know.
6: My heart is beating out of my chest now that you mention it. It could be the caffeine. I don't know. I went to the coffee shop down the street. Strong coffee over there. Hey,
5: strong coffee. Hey, you got to have strong coffee to be able to, to run real fast.
6: That's why I started drinking coffee in uh, middle school PE.
5: Hey, you got to. The, the gym teacher was, hey, you're too slow for it, dance. Too
6: slow. Hey, go get a cup of Joe. Yeah. Come on back. <laughs> you're always
5: in the back of the pack. <laughs> and they started streamlining espresso beans into my veins.
6: Oh, man never never ran a faster mile. But wow, dropped so dead afterwards.
5: Sub 9. A sub, nine, <laughs> a sub
6: nine, 9 mile, not bad at all, dude. Not
5: too bad. That's average. Not too okay. bad. What's your
6: fastest mile time, do you know?
5: 8 minutes and 20 seconds.
6: That's that's not too slow. That's not that's not, not too, too bad, slow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my fastest was like 7:45. Yeah,
5: I th- I think I always uh tell me if, if I'm mistaken, but people say that I look faster than I am.
6: I could see that, yeah, especially because you used to do lines in your beard, and that makes you look really fast. Right?
5: Yeah. Oh, if you have fucking lines in your eyebrows, hair, or beard, it may add a couple seconds, like cut some seconds off your fucking forty. Times.
6: That's why if you look at like football players, a lot of like cornerbacks and stuff will have those like shaved yeah. into their heads. If you if you don't have dreads hanging out the back of your helmet, you gotta have those lines on, on the side If you see
5: too. someone bald, you know how fucking fast they are.
6: They're streamlined, dude, right to the right like right to where god, they need to go. They look like
5: a goddamn hot air balloon. They're fucking quick.
6: Like they're cutting through water, dude. Like yeah. swimmers gotta shave their whole body. What
5: are they? A blimp? Hell yes. Nice. This is this is an exciting podcast for me.
6: For a lot of reasons. For a lot too. of
5: reasons. For one, uh let's let's all. Everyone please in your cars, at, at your homes, in your in your rehab centers, please give a big <laughs> Welcome and a big uh, applause to Pam Benjamin for putting on the Muni Radio
6: Thank Comedy Festival. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. so much, Pamela. Um Pamela's your full name, is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela.
5: And uh, but also, this will be the last ever recording of the Like an Adult podcast.
6: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Kay. Yeah.
5: Pamela's jaw is dropped, and I bet so is yours.
6: Yep, and your jaw. Jo- go ahead and pick your jaw up off the floor. It's not that big of a deal. We've done this podcast for years, three years, I think, and years. counting.
5: And I want to thank everyone who's ever tuned in. Yeah. Do we wait for the thank yous till the end? I don't know.
6: We'll just do it real quick now. We'll do thank yous at the end too. Yeah, I, yeah, I throw- want to
5: thank everyone for fucking being part of this. Yeah. This, this will be the last ever podcast. Um, I might cry.
6: I'm already tearing up. It's, it, it feels like the end of The Office it's, to it's, me. It's yeah. an
5: emotional, an emotional moment for all of us. Mm-hmm. Jim and Pam, they're going to go <laughs> off. They're going to buy a Subaru. Um, They're going to get a kid. He's not going to put on his seatbelt. They're going to get a car accident. going to lose the kid. I like I said,
6: they're going to get a kid.
5: Yeah, they're going to get one. They're just
6: going to find one, get one. Yeah, it's like, just like go get a Arizona kid. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah.
5: Steal a kid every once Just
6: tomorrow. take a kid, raise it as your own. As long as you do a good job, nothing wrong with that, dude.
5: What? What is more of an ultimate prank for Jim? Okay, Jim. We all know him as a prankster.
6: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: What's more than ultimate prank than stealing Dwight's baby? Uh-huh.
6: I think that's that. That's where the office was headed, and that's it's a good thing they cut it off too. Oh, it was going a real dark direction. It was
5: going to get real dark. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. No, and you may be sitting in your in your fucking maybe your lift right now maybe you're waiting to get uh, blood results back maybe you're learning how to print t-shirts mm-hmm. and you're saying to yourself why why is this the end of this like this is my favorite podcast i sleep to this podcast i live to this podcast why you sons of bitches
6: well, to that person, let me tell you, we got a lot of podcasts already out. You know, you can go back <laughs> through through the years and really listen to us grow up.
5: There's a big backlog. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you can go back and listen to the first episode. It feels like, it, yeah, it, it's great. Nah, it's you great. really
5: need more from us?
6: No, nah, you, you you, ungrateful sons of bitches you out there. You greedy piggies. We've been we've been putting our all into this for too long, and we haven't gotten enough back.
5: You haven't. This is because of you. This
6: is <laughs> you listening. You know how we said thank you? It's your fault, really. Yeah. It's your fault. You know how you, when your parents got divorced, you is were like, "Is it, it my bad? fault?" And they said, "No." Well, this part is your fault. Yeah. This one is your fault.
5: And I think I think it's in our in our, in our fucking theme song. You guys were so bad.
6: That even your parents couldn't stay together.
5: <laughs> you made us get a divorce, dude.
6: Yeah, it's in the theme song, and we brought it back around. God brought it back around. You, in the end
5: And but at the end of the day, the audience still the ultimate bad boy.
6: Oh yeah, you guys, you guys have been bad, too bad, too honestly.
5: Goddamn bad.
6: Too bad. And but that, you know, we like yeah. that over here. You got a like an little sticker right behind you, yeah, Mike. Right, here, so. here in the studio. We're we, out here making statements. We've made our mark on the world. You could say we've. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but
5: it's it's wild, and a lot of people you might ask like, why why stop it? It's because of the, um, the opioid
6: epidemic. There's a real drug problem in this country, and we can't just sit by and keep podcasting while drugs <laughs> continue to to ruin our our beautiful yeah. country over here.
5: We're like Nancy Reagan.
6: We're a lot we, we like Nancy Reagan. We are two Nancy Reagans, mm-hmm. and
5: we got to say no to drugs. And we're
6: just saying no to continuing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Too many people have listened to this podcast and and then and fallen
6: victim to drugs, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> shortly afterwards.
5: Hey, listen to this. You know what would really, really uh, help me out right now? Really curb this this self esteem issue I have after I listen to Like It All podcast.
6: Fiddling. and that's the big <laughs> killer is, is all these stimulants in this all country. These,
5: all these goddamn stimulants. All these all the downers.
6: The downers. You know, I'm more of a, you know, we, we, me and Mike have a, uh, have a similar take on the drug, uh, enforcement game than we, as we do on the podcast, Mike handles the downers mostly.
5: Ooh, yeah. yeah. Big downer. Yeah.
6: He's, he's the downer guy.
5: Yeah. You know, okay. he's, he's
6: on the streets looking for sleepy people.
5: If, if the Dow is down, I am up. You know what
6: I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm the upper. I'm, I'm out looking for people with too much energy. You know, too I'm trying to figure it, bring it out. Bring them down. And I'm trying to bring them back down. I'm trying to get – we're trying to get everybody on the same level of of, of mononormity you out ever, here. You
5: ever see someone? He just maybe got a promotion. He's having a good day, okay? Him and his wife that for five years are finally getting along, Okay. Figured out their fertility issues. They're having a good (laughs) goddamn day. And then you just come up to them and you're like, hey, have you seen Marley and Me? Oh. And they're like, no, I have not It's a good movie. You're like, it's a great movie.
6: Oh, it's great. You'll love it.
5: Yeah, you're going to be a big fan. But make
6: sure you watch the entire thing. (laughs) Make sure you watch until the end. Don't just skip halfway through like I did with Wolf of Wall Street where I'm like, Coke is a cool drug (laughs) where everything just works out for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Greed gets you so far. (laughs) I watch Wolf of Wall Street in reverse, and it's just like, drugs are sick. At
5: the end of that movie, it really is still like, greed is sick.
6: It's still like, it worked out. And now, if you like, well, it didn't work out for him, but now he's on podcasts and stuff, just living the life. Yeah, yeah, he's on TikTok, doing TikToks now.
5: He's on TikTok just being like, look at at her. (laughs) (laughs) Sell me a pen. You're like, you were... Why? He goes Why and tells
6: even... stories to like Logan Paul about about Wolf of Wall Street stories yeah. and stuff. We
5: did so many drugs, you wouldn't believe it.
6: And it's like we saw the movie, are there any stories that couldn't be in the movie? Oh, you let me tell you. There really <laughs> were, and he just gets to live off that for his entire yeah. life.
5: One one day I did I did uh, an entire Coke bottle full of cocaine, and then I ate 73 Nerds rope in a row. <laughs> 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 Logan Paul's fucking Losing his mind.
6: Oh man, he well, he's he's the new wolf. He's the wolf of Wall Street before he gets caught and sober and all that. Oh for sure. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be president. He, and that's the scary thing is that he might be a good president.
5: Oh, he's gonna be sick. Bro. He's
6: gonna be a good president in the future.
5: He can lay down the fucking law. No, but this this podcast. How long have we been doing it? Three, three, three? I would.
6: T- I remember it was August of 2018. I want to say. God. Yeah, so it's been three—we hit it for three years, man, weekly. Three
5: fucking years, weekly. We only missed one week on purpose.
6: Yeah, yeah.
5: On purpose, because we're good people.
6: Mm-hmm. We had to. <laughs> we had to that week.
5: But—and um, we've—I think we've done a lot. We've grown a lot.
6: We've grown a whole bunch, man, the three years. We've, we've become more like an adult than ever.
5: I think let's—let's go—I'll start. I'll say how I think you have grown in okay. the three years. Okay. Then you'll say how you think you've grown and then you'll say
6: how I think you've grown. Yeah, I see yeah. how this is gonna work. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, yeah.
5: It's a real back and forth.
6: <laughs> Our dynamic is so solid over <laughs> these so three fucking
1: years. Solid,
5: dude. We're so goddamn in sync. <laughs> we're like fucking like
6: JT and whoever else isn't in sync.
5: I just I just feel like we're on, on a Broadway play every day. We're just we're we're in rent. and we just we get it we we know the lines before the lines come out
6: oh we've been doing this same musical for three years we know what we know what's about to happen
5: (laughs) (laughs) every podcast starts and ends with a crying cigarette
6: (laughs) (laughs) that's not far from the truth yeah
5: you know how many groceries i've just thrown on the floor when i get home
6: (laughs) just in a huff yeah
5: I have to collapse into a ball and cry as I play Hugh Jackman's The Greatest Showman on repeat.
6: You know what I want to say before we get into how we sh- have grown? We, we didn't even let COVID slow us down a tiny bit.
5: Not even a tiny bit. It didn't
6: even, like, we honestly went harder through COVID.
5: We, our first fucking, one of our first podcasts back, we had, uh,
6: what well, had Steve Osborne, I think the first one.
5: Then we had the Miss New Lovey Black.
6: Oh, the Miss New Lovey Black. We had her on just once, correct? Just once. Yeah. And it yeah.
5: was an absolute time. We went hard. Maybe some of our best episodes, one of my some of my favorite episodes, done through fucking COVID. Oh yeah,
6: done through Zoom and COVID. Absolutely. Pam Benjamin was a was a great episode through COVID. That yeah. was really fun. It was fucking
5: great. A lot of fucking great people came
6: on. I know. It's a
5: wild ride. Nothing can stop me but my own depression and sadness.
6: And this horrible drug epidemic <laughs> going damn. on in, in <laughs> our All country, these dude. Opioids, dude. <laughs>
5: I just watched uh, uh the movie Oxymoron. Now I know the movie came out around twelve years
6: ago. Okay. It
5: really had an impact on.
6: It. And it's about the opioid crisis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, I think it's even in Britain. I think
6: it's important that we're bringing an awareness to it because people think it's over now, oh. but it's really not. You know, people think with the legalization of marijuana that that the drug epidemic is becoming less of a thing, but to be honest, yeah. it's becoming more of a it's thing. It's becoming
5: more of a thing. Like now, people can legally get weed, and I'm not having that.
6: And Mike can't have that. (laughs) Mike's out here. He sees sleepy people on that weed, you know?
5: Oh, are you longboarding and having a good time?
6: (laughs) What are you doing, smiling in the sun, (laughs) listening to music? I don't want that. Yeah. What are you doing, talking with your friends, having good conversations about crazy mind-expanding things?
5: Not on my time. I don't
6: like that at all.
5: (laughs) Not at all. No
6: way. What are you doing? Uh, taking mushrooms with your friends, seeing God, no thanks. This is
5: my time, Jeff Spicoli.
6: <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> doing acid in San Francisco, having the best time of your fucking life? What,
5: are you trying to sync up albums from the 70s to movies? <laughs> Fuck you.
6: That is a great way to spend your time. you know, it, we we are serious about drugs, but if you do want to spend your time syncing up music to movies <laughs> as sober, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah,
5: let me tell you, Waylon, Waylon Jennings' fourth album, really really synced up nicely
6: to remember the titans yeah.
5: <laughs> it was perfect you should see elton john with hostel wow <laughs>
6: Let
5: me tell you, you haven't seen saw if you haven't seen saw and listening to a- the alicia keys
6: <laughs> oh that'd be a good one that'd be great yeah
5: that's i mean the tension
6: and the voice on that woman Ooh, oh a man. lot
5: of range <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. So I think I think we, a lot of ups and downs in the Christopher Nance in the past 3 years. Oh
6: shit. It's been as Josh Argyle would say, a white trash fairy tale. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> dude.
5: Just filled with 7-11 meals.
6: Oh yeah, a lot of 7-11 meals, a couple nights of sleeping in the car, more than a couple, uh, uh getting a place.
5: I yeah, no, you were living in your car for a bit. Getting
6: jobs, getting places. Getting
5: jobs, losing jobs, getting yeah. places, losing places.
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's been a real wild ride.
5: It's been a wild ride, <laughs> and I think you've, I think you've, you're starting to settle down.
6: Oh, dude, settle down big time. You're starting I gotta to settle
5: down. You're you're picking out lots. You're
6: right after this, me and my girlfriend are going to go uh, get the keys to our new place. We're going to be in for a year. So, Hell yeah. Nice. yeah. I got a place for I, saw, I put my name on a lease. They can't kick me out if they wanted to at this point. I got squatters okay. rights at this point, you're probably. There. I'm there. I'm there. Try to kick me out. <laughs> I'm a real issue to yeah. get out of a place. <laughs> you
5: need a, you, what you should do, second day, you're there. First day, I know a lot's going on. Second day, mm-hmm. a little free time. Get a bag of concrete. Okay. Yeah. Port right in the front yard. And then put your initials in it. You'll be there forever.
6: Uh, yeah, I'm right. Actually, officer, if yeah. you look right here, I belong here. Those are my footprints. Yeah, you can't <laughs> evict me. These are my fo- <laughs> These are my feet. <laughs> these yep. are my, obviously. Look, they fit. Yeah,
5: I also I got wax implants, and I also have my baby feet. <laughs> <wack>. <laughs> my baby feet, and then my feet. I've been here for a long time, and you can't prove
6: otherwise. A long, long time.
5: It's concrete. Concrete I'm has always been.
6: There. I might just buy. I was thinking, like, you know, me and my girl just might end up buying this place, dude, if we like it enough. Hell yes, Yeah, dude. It's a good investment property. It's in a bad area of Santa Rosa. Love that. Ooh. So it might be a good investment property. You never know. Next dude. thing
5: you know, Carl's Jr. is going to move in, and then gentrification is on the way. It's
6: always a Carl's Jr. first. It, start, starts, <laughs> it starts with a Carl's Jr. starts
5: with a Carl's Jr. and ends with an Equinox. But let me tell you,
6: mm, it's mm. on the
5: similar line. Yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay?
5: There will be Bed Bath & Beyonds mixed in.
6: Oh yeah, we got the we got one of those nearby, so it's I, already on the well on its way.
5: I fell asleep one day. I woke up. There was seven bad Bed Bath and Beyonds in my town.
6: That's terrifying. Seven of them. You just woke <laughs> up in your car, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Where am I? What mm-hmm. is this?
5: Seven Bed Bath and Beyonds. I felt like I was surrounded. Yeah, dude. It's oh, it's scary. That's
6: scary as shit, dude. Yeah, doing I, this podcast and shit. I used to get. I used to wake up in my car, text you, figure out where we're gonna go, meet, go go somewhere, podcast with you at a friend's house ask that friend if I can sleep on their couch, they say no, go back to my car, and then just that was my life, but I was so dedicated to this podcast, I still did the podcast the it whole is, time. You still did it. I still did it, dude. I because it was it. the
5: only thing you had. It
6: really was. I, I was the same way, I think this
5: podcast carried us through a lot of fucking times, so I think you know, we both really have grown as, I think we both kind of found our voices doing this podcast.
6: Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Because yeah. you had just started doing comedy, really, when you just just first started, started too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I remember being uh, silent 90% of the podcast.
6: I remember, yeah, yeah, I, I remember having to talk a lot more, but you carry a lot of weight, honestly. Like, I oh. am a little bit, like, when I listen back to them and I have to edit these things, I'm like, wow, I cannot form a sentence to save my fucking life. Like, sometimes –
5: well, now I'm just I'm a greedy little pig, I, and I love hearing the sound of my own voice.
6: As soon as you got the ability, you're, you just love that limelight. And I, don't, you just took I, it.
5: I don't get people that are like I hate listening to myself. I love listening love to myself. You love it, man,
6: and you can tell by your voice. You just, yeah. love it. I just love
5: it. It's my ringtone. It's just me talking. I made my, I made my own ringtone. You're like hey Mike, the phone's for you. Your hey phone Mike, the phone is ringing. It's ringing off the hook.
6: You seem like a guy who definitely made custom ringtones for himself.
5: Oh, absolutely. Dude.
6: Yeah, I make, yeah. It, I
5: make, I make it for my mom without her knowing.
6: Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Your handsome, beautiful son is calling. <laughs> <laughs> the son you're not disappointed with is ringing your phone, and he needs money.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he needs
5: a new, a new graphic novel. He's gonna write it, and he's gonna publish it, and he's gonna put it on bookshelves across America. <laughs> yeah, it usually doesn't get that far. She'd usually hang up before the.
6: That far. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But
5: I think I think we've really found our voice. I think we've both really um, slingshotted ourselves into the conversation of, of comedy.
6: Oh yeah, oh like, yeah.
5: Like you'll, you're he'll you're he'll, uh, you're, you will hear.
6: I thought you were going to talk about my Achilles heel of comedy <laughs> oh. for a second. Your, your heel is that you're you you you're too, you're too sensitive, Chris. You, you, you're, too, you're too sensitive,
5: okay? And you can't jump that high. <laughs>
6: That's Mike's biggest issue with me is my physical downfalls.
5: Yeah, dude. Like, Most of the time. Get in the gym.
6: Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Now that we're not doing the podcast, I'll have more time to lift for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but not even that, we need dynamic training as well. It's not just lifting. It's about your mobility. About you know how well you can play field hockey,
6: and live with this task force we're te- we're teaming up to form. I need to be stronger and faster.
5: If if you don't know how to break down a door, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to learn that.
6: I'm on the upper train too, you yeah. know. I'm on the upper train, so I gotta run pretty fast.
5: What I've been doing, I've been punching concrete walls, mm-hmm. just preparing myself to punch through a, a dirty <laughs> opioid <laughs> <laughs> infested drug fiend's chest. <laughs> And pull their heart right out of their foo-boo jersey.
6: I gotta get you some Hulk hands or something, dude. You gotta get some Hulk hands for that or something. Dude,
5: I can't wait just to, cause of course you know, I'm gonna start abusing drugs right as this drug thing. So I'm gonna, I can't wait to start doing whippets.
6: As soon as we start, oh yeah, whippets are cool.
5: I can't, I can't wait to start doing whippets and reading the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> getting pumped up, dude.
6: The John 3.16.
5: Just a fucking bash into a
6: drug that.
5: <laughs> I'm going to rip out someone's tongue for no reason. That
6: whoop, whoop, whoop test, testament, dude.
5: <laughs> you got to let people know.
6: Yeah, dude, once I start seizing those drugs, I got a bad, I, I have bad self control. So you know I'm not going to be able to bring it over to the police station. The
5: like an adult. Without
6: <laughs> dipping my hand in, like, like a greedy Uber <laughs> Eats driver, no, you no, know.
5: Viagra for me, Viagra
6: for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be stealing all the Viagras. <laughs> uh, uppers in every sense of the word, dude. <laughs> just fucking
5: bricked up. I'm bricked up and you're gonna be behind bricks. Shotty apple seed. I can't fucking wait. Fucking just put an end. To problem with drugs.
6: You've come a long way from this podcast, dude. Yeah, you were quiet for a long time. Now you're hogging the limelight. Now you're, you're you're booking your own shows. You're getting your own shows. You're 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 making your own merch. Ooh, you're baby. selling merch Ooh. like crazy, dude. Crazy out here. I wish I had a t-shirt press.
5: Hey, dude, they're expensive. They are expensive. But, but you but you're getting a
6: home, and so. Well, I'm getting I'm renting a home. Yeah, but that's yeah. pretty close. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I I I bought a, a heat press that's in, in my parents' basement.
6: Dude, I wish I had a heat press in your parents' yeah, basement. it dude.
5: right it's right next to their wine.
6: Oh, nice. I'm sure they love that. Yeah.
5: Oh, it's great for the water. Does it get really hot? Oh, it gets (laughs) boiling in there. I heat-tempted the other day. It got, like, 97 degrees in that room. Dude,
6: I can imagine you just shirtless, sweating, just smoking a cigarette, just pressing just pressing Marty Cunny shirts, just one after the other. No, just being I'm, like, I got to get these out. I got to get these out. Marty Cunny's family I <laughs> feel like, a whole I feel like, lot. like the
5: guy shoveling coal into the Titanic, like, in, in the boiler room.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, just, like, just having the furnace keep on going.
6: Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to keep it moving. It's a keep real it. warehouse <laughs> in there, dude.
5: Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. like santa's
6: workshop but I'm not wor- as fun i'm
5: working myself hard
6: yeah yeah you're
5: working hard. <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta you gotta sweat on your products so they don't mean nothing
6: dude you're making videos too Ow!
5: You're
6: making vids doing you're going to college dude you're going oh to class my, look at me love that dude yeah. you're gonna be going to school soon too
5: you're gonna I'm, be headed I'm, off i'm just i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna ride off into the-
6: go where the wind takes you man yeah
5: no one's gonna hear from me for seven years and, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna come back, and it turns out I'm a hot air balloon magician.
6: <laughs> yeah, are you gonna come back on a hot air balloon?
5: <laughs> yeah, Okay, and it's gonna be magical.
6: Right here in front of Mutiny Radio, yeah. in front of a show. Sometime we're all gonna be like, "Is that Mike Nordstrom? It's yeah. been seven years." Yeah,
5: is it a hot air balloon? <laughs> I'm,
6: gonna,
5: I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna land the hot air balloon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna park it. I'm gonna anchor it. It's gonna stay floating. I'm gonna ride down on, on a rope of baguette.
6: Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Right into the Folsom Street Fair.
5: And then I'm going to do my like the, the my finger disappearing trick, but
6: really good. Oh, yeah, because you're a magician now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. do magic. We, we don't know where you learn magic, but we just know it was somewhere out there uh, on the hot air balloon somewhere
5: path. on the horizon.
6: Yeah, and you're, there's going to be no one else in the hot air balloon with you. You know, We're going to wonder how you learn that. I'm doing yeah, it
5: myself. Either. I'm just up there talking and eating birds.
6: There's no way you're not gonna learn how to. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to talk over that last joke, but I couldn't. <laughs> Just grabbing birds out of the air in a hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, oh,
5: what, oh, oh, oh what, what is that? A crow? tasty!
6: Just fly me towards the nearest flock and I'll get some dinner real quick. Oh,
5: is that, a, is that an egret?
6: <laughs> That's a big bird, and I'm they fly not. pretty low to the ground. <laughs> yeah, but they got thin necks, easy to bite into. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's
5: like a carrot.
6: You have the same thought process that uh, Ozzy Osbourne has when he looks at birds.
5: Yeah, dude, well, he's got it. He did it to intimidate a crowd. I'm doing it to intimidate the other birds.
6: Dude, is that what you think he was doing? Intimidating the crowd? I think he was just like, this is gonna be the coolest I, shit anybody's ever I, seen. I, I
5: watched a, uh, it was an interview. It was some like, it was. Back there was some lady, very prim, and prop, maybe like Barbara Walters, but British. Okay. And like, a lot of rumors going around. Did you really bite the head off of a bat? And he's like, yeah. Like, yes. Some people, they threw all of this stuff onto the stage, and some were to say, someone threw a hurtless head, and someone threw a bat, and I, I just bit the head off a bat. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And then she was just shocked. Jaw drop like Pamela when she heard this was the last episode. <laughs> <of> the <laughs>
6: Damn, they can't dude. believe it. Can't believe it. And this is not. Th- this is probably in in like an adult lore. If you're keeping track out, there, if you're keeping score at home, this is like I think the fifth time Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a of bat has been brought up on this podcast.
5: At least. Yeah, yeah,
6: uh, yeah. We we go to similar topics a lot. We go to you that. You know,
5: we're gonna this the last twenty five minutes of this podcast. We'll just be talking about Shia LaBeouf.
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> It'll just be me and Mike going back and forth on movies with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah.
5: uh, did you see the, the peanut butter frog? I saw the peanut butter frog. It's pretty good. Good Disturbia? Yeah. You know, Fury? I like Fury. He was really intense for Fury. <laughs> His art projects are weird.
6: You ever going to make movies? That was a thought that you were going to do early on.
5: Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm going to make um, Guy High 2.
6: <laughs> Higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it can't go no higher <laughs> Sky High too. We're gonna have um, Geriatric Kurt Russell
6: it. <laughs> Is he gonna be an old teacher there? Or the dean? Yeah, the dean he, of Sky High?
5: I think he, he was the dad and the villain in that movie Oh was
6: he? Yeah It's been a long time since I've seen, seen Sky High and since
5: I fucking logged on to uh, Fucking the Disney Channel at 12am
6: That's the only time it's on It's the only time days. it's on Yeah yeah. I don't even have cable anymore. So if, if it's not on it? Disney+, Plus, I don't know it. If
5: you got Slingshot, what else do you
6: need? <laughs> is Slingshot and a, a streaming app? Yeah, dude.
5: <laughs> if you got Quirby, what else do you need? Yeah, yeah. Was, was it Quirby? Like it, they came out with, like, fucking... They like, they're TV shows, but they're only eight minutes long. I think that's Quibi. Oh,
6: Quibi. Quibi, yeah. Like Quirby just, is like Kirby like from Super yeah. Mario Smash Bros. But, it,
5: they, but that, they're really... Advertising to, to poor people. They're like, this is the perfect thing to watch on the bus. <laughs> this
6: is perfect. <laughs> you know, I know you don't have two hours to watch a full show.
5: Yeah. You don't have the comfortability of like living on a couch or sitting on a couch. Of you a know.
6: Netflix limited series. We're gonna give you an eight minute yeah. uh, bus ride. You of don't a
5: have a TV. You're watching this on your phone on the bus.
6: Nothing wrong with that, dude. Yeah, watch a good part. watch a good TV show on the phone.
5: Yeah, we from uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, they they paid her an exorbitant amount of money.
6: I like that cuz then when I'm on the bus, I can look around and see if I'm riding the bus with any people from the show. I have a bad memory. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, very- I got to see faces right there.
5: I talked to a guy. He ran into the entire cast of Game of Thrones on, on the bus. On the fucking uh, San Francisco
6: on on the Muni. Yeah, 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 damn. I am.
5: John Snow. John Snow stabbed him. It was crazy.
6: There's a lot of John Snows out here. Yeah.
5: <laughs> people be skiing,
6: <laughs> and that's what we need to put a stop to. I can't stand I all can. this skiing going on in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Makes
5: me sick. People, people. doing little bippity, you know.
6: Are you staying up too late watching too many music videos on YouTube, doing <laughs> line, doing skiing? Yeah. I'm gonna you? come. I'm gonna bust down your door and put a stop to it.
5: Are you watching? Uh, just the clubbing scenes from Scarface? <laughs> 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 not on my watch. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> what,
5: are you watching Saturday Night Fever and, and just yelling at your dog? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you picking out Hawaiian t-shirts on Etsy?
6: Uh, dude, that's going to be a new come up for me and my girlfriend. We're going to get a dog at this new place. I'm going to surprise her with wow, a puppy. Yes.
5: Gonna, well, not until she listens to
6: well, she knows I'm gonna surprise. Like we've talked about it. She it's knows it's, you're it's gonna m- surprise her. Yeah, it's more of a. Cause Do you like know
5: what a surprise?
6: It's is? more of like a surprise of the day because like instead of going, like she knows what's gonna happen. So yeah, like I one see. day she's gonna come home. There's gonna be a puppy.
5: How How are you gonna pick out the dog?
6: I'm gonna go to the pound. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I, I mean I don't know. I'll you go to the pound. I should go to the pound. Go, go
5: to the shelter. Um, go to the, go to the shelter, shelter.
6: Pick up a night. But I wanna. I want a little. I want it to be a puppy. Yeah. I'll right. find a little puppy. Because right
5: now I think like. Like COVID, all these people adopted animals, mm-hmm. and then and then, and then like, they gave it up. And
1: they're
6: like, I can't. Do they're this. like, I
5: can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Spot. You're going, <laughs> yeah. you're going back to the past.
6: You know, there's a percentage of people that do that with babies too. Oh, for sure. Where they're like, adopt a baby and then give it back, and then like oh, within a few years, like th- there's people who do that. I've he- I heard a story recently about uh, it was a famous couple and they tried to yeah. keep it under wraps. No, yeah, you were telling me this story. Yeah, yeah it was a YouTube influencer. Yeah, uh, they, they
5: had like five kids. They adopted.
6: They adopted Um, one or two. They
5: adopted a baby, and then they're like, oh, this is too much trouble. And they dropped it off somewhere.
6: They're like, you know, the jump from four to five is really, really (laughs) kicking my ass. We aren't
5: Mormon. What were we thinking?
6: Yeah, what were we thinking? Yeah. yeah.
5: We're not one of those weird families. This kid can uh, live at the
6: fire station for the rest of his life. It's probably not the worst thing that's ever happened to that kid.
5: Eh, Probably not. He'll move on. Uh, He probably won't even. He'll be
6: fine. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) He'll grow up to be a really well-rounded person
5: that Like Noah Podcast. People giving up babies.
6: Oh, yeah. We're sick of that.
5: If, if, if a parent is going to give up their child, okay? I'm going to do some whippets. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to shove my hand through their chest. I'm going to rip out their heart.
6: Mm-hmm. And, eat. and show it to them first.
5: Yeah. You see this? You see what have <laughs> done? This is the equivalent of you whipping out your child's heart, okay? <laughs> I'm going to rip it right Ugh. through their, their khaki
6: shirt. I feel like if you, you could get a lot of people to sign this petition. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a mean thing to do.
5: It's a, re- a bunch of meanies.
6: But, I mean, mean is a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> a really mean it's thing. Easy. to Hey, that's mean.
5: Yeah, they're fucking devastating.
6: Yeah. They're, they're
5: devastating. So, so we've done this podcast. We've both grown so much. And I think we, we've had a lot of people on the podcast. Yeah. Um, A lot of great people. We've, got, we've gone a lot of places. What's the furthest we've gone for a
6: podcast? Furthest we've gone for a cast... Did we drove? Did we drive out to Sacramento at all for a cast? No, so. nah, we. Maybe
1: Danville.
6: Danville, yeah. We drove out to yeah, Danville you know. one time to meet with John Gab. Yeah. Had to go into a gated community. He Hell lives yeah. in Danville. We're, Had to go into. We're bringing
5: him on black. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> we. I, every time I mention it, though, I talk about how crazy that neighborhood was. I know, we but I, I feel bad.
5: Now, now I was gonna, now I was gonna know where John Gab lives.
6: We went to uh, Chris Riggin's manager's house. Yeah, One yeah, time, that
5: was actually the closest
6: to me. Oh yeah, that was really close yeah, to you out, the there. West West to West out there. That was West Marin out there. Yeah, yeah. No, that
5: was fun because we showed up.
6: Um, we showed Morin? up to, we, like, Chris Riggins is like, just go to this house. Nobody's there. I'll be there when you get there. We get there. There's nobody there. And he's like, oh, well, I'll be there in like an hour. Yeah. And then we just sit there for an hour outside of this pretty just nice house,
5: smoking cigarettes, just
6: smoking six. And yes. th- this yes. house had outdoor trampolines. Remember that it had an outdoor trampoline like in the ground that I jumped on for a second. You think we're not gonna get on the trampoline? Dude, I'm a kid at heart. Yeah. Yeah. This is
5: like an adult. <laughs> we're not quite
6: there. is a trampoline. I think it's a good because you know we're 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 moving up in the ages too. Because when we started, I was I was 23. You were an undisclosed I, age.
5: I was I was nine years old. You were
6: nine years old at the time. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I've I've aged I've aged 27 years during this podcast. Big time. Big time. Big eight. Big thing is. is Starting off smoking cigarettes. Um, and then, um. You're no longer
6: smoking the cigs. No. Nope, you're not good about more. it, too. You not don't not even smoke more. when you drink.
5: Not even. Not even. We were
6: drinking last weekend together, and I thought Mike's gonna ask to bum a stick for Ooh. sure, for sure. But no. Not but no, you're a good, you're a good little boy, dude.
5: I'm a man of my word. And I'm a man of God. You're
6: a man of God. You're keeping <laughs> away from that addiction. And I'm proud of you, dude.
5: Hell yes, dude. I'm all about repressing urges.
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's definite strength to that, man. Yeah, There's definite strength okay, to that.
5: And, uh, Every day I make 27 efforts to make sure I don't do something that I want to do.
6: I wake up with a crazy amount of urges.
5: Yeah, I wake up I'm like I want to take a shower. I have to say to myself, not today.
6: You know why you want to do that? Cuz you're weak. Cuz you're weak.
5: You need that shower. That shower owns you.
6: <laughs> yeah, who who showers who really at the end? <laughs> who's cleaning who? <laughs> that
5: shower doesn't own me. I own that shower. <laughs> All right. No, I'm not going to eat food today because me.
6: No, no, no. When I get hungry, that's just my body being a weak little bitch.
5: Absolutely, and yeah. this mindset, okay, making sure that I don't do things I want to do. Okay, mm-hmm. it it makes sure that I am going to be able to write, produce, and direct. Sky high too, can't go
6: any higher. hmm hmm Can't go no
1: higher.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Geriatric Kurt Russell. <laughs>
5: yeah, and Eddie Murphy.
6: Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah.
5: yeah. He, Eddie Mur- There's one Geographic uh, carousel Eddie Murphy plays everyone else.
6: I love it. And it's I love CGI
5: it. Eddie Murphy, too.
6: Oh, nice. Nice.
5: Yeah. He's going to do a lot more with his facial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they can only do so much for him in Norbit. I know. And Nutty Professor, but we're really going to turn that around.
6: Nutty Professor is a hitter.
5: It's a, it's a
0: strong move.
5: Mm-hmm, a strong mm-hmm. performance.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do you couldn't play every member of your family. I think you could, in a way. In a way, I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, 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 n- I could, but nobody would watch it. Ah. Yeah, I wouldn't put enough oomph into it. That's the problem. That's, yeah, that's the problem. yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I would make a thank you pay. I would make a pretty <laughs> girl. I would make. I, I, I could play my sister. Yeah. For sure, I could be like,
3: oh, hi, I'm Chris's sister. If-
5: That's not bad. That's good. Yeah, that's that's good. I I was looking away for you for a second. I'm like, oh, shit. Chris's
1: sister's here.
6: And she sounds hot.
5: (laughs) I bet bet she pours coffee on people on purpose. Yeah, I bet she went to Circus Circus once and did not like it. If
6: If I was a girl, I'd definitely be a dom dominatrix yeah. dude yeah, i'd you know, be pouring hot wax on 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 businessmen
5: yeah you you own a lot of a lot of chains.
6: a lot of ceos coming to have me beat them up
5: yeah what's your favorite knot
6: oh the clove hitch baby
5: good answer um,
6: yeah keep it <laughs> tight but not too. keep it tight keep it right though
5: Ooh, it's all about the safety knot easy to recognize easy to tie and
6: you no know, knots go into how we how we met too because i remember i first saw you do stand up and you were hilarious and then hugo our friend hugo Rest in peace. No, I'm joking. Here, stop. Yeah. There you go. I, I
1: stabbed
5: him.
6: I killed him. <laughs> he uh, he was like, "Dude, Chris, ask ask Mike what he does. Uh, what what his dad does for a job." And I'm like, "What does your dad do?" And you're like, "My dad owns a tree service." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" Get the fuck out of here! My dad owns a tree service too. So then, you know, it, it, the rest is history. Instant
5: bond, tied together like sap in a pine tree. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, sticky, and we and we can't get away.
6: But oh, we're we're forcing it, dude. Yeah. We're forcing it. You
5: have to. Sometimes bonds are too strong. Mhm,
6: mhm. And the bond is not broken, dude. We're still, we're still, we're still gonna be out there running around being pals. You're and all never that. gonna see me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear me, Christopher? I won't Nansen? see you for seven years.
5: You hear me, Christopher? Ferdinandson? That's a that's a Ferdinandson guarantee. Oh
6: man! Shouts yeah. out.
5: I'm going to I'm gonna fucking ride away in a hot air balloon because I need to learn magic.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I bet you right after we're done recording here, you're just going to sprint down the street, and I will uh, never see you again for ex- at least seven years. I'm going to
5: explode in a cloud of dust.
6: Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to ab-
5: absorb into the Trinidad River.
1: <laughs>
6: okay. You're
5: going to find me. You're going to be at the Trinidad River one day fishing with your grandson.
6: Okay, and, uh, nice, uh, nice. And
5: boom! You're gonna catch a you big gotta old tell them stories hair. about
6: me, about how about Chris back in the day. No.
5: Oh no, you're gonna be fishing.
6: Oh, I'll be fishing with my be grandson. Fishing. Okay, good. With your good. grandson. With my grandson. With your grandson. Good.
5: Now, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna catch a big old pike. Okay, okay yeah. A yeah, big, yeah. a big like 13 pounder pike. A good sized pike.
6: Sorry, Mike. I can't pay attention to any of the words coming out of your mouth right now. Did Did you shave this part right here, right, right, or just?
5: No, that's how my facial hair grows. Is there. that
6: really just how it grows in? There's yeah, just it, no it hair right below no, the nose. No
5: hair there. And no. Hair
6: there's some. You got some, some hair. Some, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not yeah. A lot. But that's just how it grows in natural.
5: Yeah, it's like, I don't want to steal from uh, uh, fucking Joe Dirt, but I just, I have naturally white trash facial hair. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: That's
6: just, funny, it dude. It just grows in this way. I thought she just shaved it that way, and I'm yeah. like, wow, dude, that's a that's a girlfriend request if I ever heard No,
5: it, no, 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 no. No, I, I wish I grew hair there. Yeah. Then I can
6: yeah, have a, yeah, real, yeah. a real mustache. Surprising you don't. Surprising, your body's just like nope, not here, not there, no everywhere else on the lips, but no, not here. And you know,
5: it's, it's too calloused. I speaking
6: think. of facial hair, when we started the podcast, I was having a real hard time with the facial hair, and I still pretty much am. Mm-hmm. But I got something now. You
1: got something,
0: dude. You know,
6: do. doing a podcast really puts hair on your fucking face. Oh, I found absolutely. out, dude. If you're a 23 year old man and you're wondering why am I not looking old enough, start a podcast. Start a podcast. podcast. Start smoking start a lot of cigs.
5: Those those little roly things you see on Instagram ads that prick your skin. Do not work.
6: No, oh, what is that like to grow hair? Yeah. To do that and to, like to stimulate hair follicles. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. what you want to do is that you want to start a podcast about Sonic the Hedgehog.
6: Okay, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. You're gonna be uh, full of hair. You'll you'll yeah. have so much hair you don't even know what to do with it. Guys, okay,
5: start start a podcast about ABC's Seven's Heaven. Okay.
6: <laughs> okay. Okay.
5: Okay. The classic Christian TV show Seven's Heaven. With the with the two parents and the seven children, and who love God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. um, have oh, you seen that, that show? I love that. Crazy show.
6: Nah, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah.
5: That's We don't need to talk about that. But so you pull this pike out of the fit, uh, <laughs> out of the lake, and you notice you notice it has a, a fucking mustache, but not in the center. Right, right, right. Not in the right. center. And and you, and you say, "This this is Mike Nordstrom. You're gonna introduce me to your grandson." Yeah. And your yeah. grandson is like, "Do we let him go?" And you say, "No, we're going to eat him."
6: No. Yeah, th- this is dinner.
5: Yeah, this is nutrition.
6: This is Mike. Yeah. Uh back in back in the early 2000s, back when COVID-19 mm-hmm. was just starting out mm-hmm. and it wasn't in it ravaged the world like we all like we all thought it was over mm-hmm. right before it all tore, tore the world down. Right before all that, mm-hmm. we had a podcast. Mm-hmm. now we're going to eat Mike Nord.
5: Yeah. Randall, this is how you you kill.
6: You know why? Because Mike interrupted me too many <laughs> times on the mic, and I'm fucking sick of it. So we're, we're, me and my grands are going to eat you.
5: <laughs> Randall, this is where you put the screwdriver. Stare him in the eyes. Stare Michael in the eyes.
6: Mike did too many executive decisions on the cast, and I was sick of it, and I still can't think, not think about it. Uh, dude, we should get matching tattoos after this, though. Dude, we should. Because this has been a long time coming. Dude. We got to get the Like an Adult logo. We got to get, get Handsome, like Tall, Athletic on our –
5: be sick, dude.
6: Uh, of, on on our chest.
5: My, my, my yeah,
6: right on the pec. Yeah, on my right here. Pectoral. I'm mm-hmm, gonna mm-hmm. put that
5: there. I'm gonna put your grandson on the other chest. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you get a baby picture. that Looks vaguely like <laughs> a little boy of me. <laughs>
5: yeah, that's that's tricky because you kind of gotta plan it out.
6: You gotta plan it out, and you, I think my grandson isn't gonna look much like me. He'll have darker features for sure. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's not it's not your child, but it's. Close. It's gonna be further down the you're line. You're gonna have
6: to do some pundit squares yeah. and figure out exactly what what's gonna happen in I'm gonna the future. I feel like I'm
5: gonna be in fucking eighth grade science again,
6: mm-hmm. learning ha-
5: learning about recessive and.
6: Wasn't that weird where they'd pair you up with somebody and like you two about to make a baby? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Gonna,
5: you guys are gonna have a fucking mortgage.
6: It was sexy in there, dude. That everybody pair up. You're gonna make a. You're gonna see what your kid would look like with somebody. I'd be. I was. I was paired off with a dude. I'm like, excuse me. I don't know how this is gonna work. And then, and, then and then my teacher said, "You're not woke enough," and then yeah. kicked me out of the class <laughs> <laughs> to the detention office.
5: And then they would like they'd kind of start like kind of start fights with you guys. And so like they were like, "Hey, like, did you know you make more money than him?" And then it's like, mm-hmm. well, why, what are you trying to do, yeah, yeah, Miss yeah. Mathis?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are you trying to start beef with me and me my and my partner? future wife over yeah, I, here?
6: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way every kid in that class isn't taking that whole thing a little bit too seriously. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I planned out um like the whole dishes schedule. Yeah.
6: Like the whole <laughs> chore yeah, schedule. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you do dishes when I cook, okay? Yeah. And I cook a lot. I am am a catch, what can I say?
5: Hey, I, I know how to make a linguine. You want a linguine? <laughs> I got a linguine. Okay, I'm going to take a shell. Okay, I'm a big old shell. Pasta shell. I'm i fill it with cucumbers. I'm going to fill it with feta cheese. You're going to eat it. You're going to shit for weeks.
6: Oh, that's a good fettuccine right there. Yeah,
5: I can't eat shells. stuffed shells.
6: You can't eat stuffed shells? Yeah,
5: makes me shit.
6: Is it the cheese?
5: I, I don't know. Probably.
6: Probably. You have, a, you have a dairy thing? We've never discussed this on the cast. You got a dairy thing, Mike? I don't know. Yeah. I
5: might have a dairy thing.
6: Yeah. I you're f- in the same boat my girlfriend is right now. She's like, I think I might. And I, it's, it's a problem every I, time.
5: I feel like bad things happen. When I eat dairy products. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll shit my pants. Maybe uh, maybe a national disaster
6: would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, maybe, maybe an earthquake. Mm. Um, I once drank milk and the guy on the bus next to me just
6: died. Yeah, bad things happen when bad you drink milk. Bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Okay.